Ian Play with Pragmatic, made possible by Horton in Britain, a worldwide supplier of engine cooling systems and proud member of the community for more than four decades. HortonWW.com. Welcome to another edition of In Play. I'm Craig Maddock. Today's guest started the volleyball program in Hanson, but also for the past three-plus decades, she's been one of the top officials in volleyball, as well as mentoring new officials. Joining us today on In Play is Sandy Negebauer. And Sandy, welcome to In Play. Well, thank you. Glad to be here. You know, you grew up on a farm near Dimmick which is just north of Parkston. What was life like on the farm for you back, uh, you know, in the 60s and 70s? Yeah, it was a little bit different than now. You know, there was no such things as cell phones and computers and all that kind of stuff. So we worked really hard on the farm, milked a lot of cows, uh, did a lot of chores and everything like that. Uh, we had to come up with our own entertainment. We didn't have, you know, we had three channels on a TV. So kind of showing my age there. <laughs> It's a fun time, and I wouldn't change it for anything. I wish we could have our kids today go back to some of that, you know, simpler life. Sure. So it was a dairy farm for, for you guys? Yeah, we milked about 90 cows. So Twice and a day. And we also, you know, I had pigs and chickens. and Oh, my. We had, I had seven brothers. We were seven kids. So mom did a lot of gardening. We did a lot of field work. We did a lot of kinds of stuff like that. And uh, so dad and mom kept pretty busy. <laughs> You went to school in Parkston, which wasn't that far from Dimmick, from the farm. Yep. And you mentioned before, you know, it was at a time where there wasn't a lot of sanctioned activities uh, for girls. So, so what sports or what activities were you involved with when you were at Parkston? Well, my junior, uh, the only sport we had in high school when I was there was uh, girls track. Uh, matter of fact, uh, I graduated in 1975, and then in 74, it was kind of around the time when Title IX was all being talked about and everything. So my junior year, a bunch of us, you know, started talking about getting girls basketball started because it was really amazing. Parkson, at that time, we had about 400 kids in high school. We were a pretty large school compared to all these little schools, and all these little schools had girls basketball, we, but we didn't. So our, our junior year, our senior year, we really, you know, started talking to the schools. We wanted to start basketball. We got it started, but unfortunately, it was the year after I graduated. Oh, oh, oh. oh. well, who are some of the other uh, girls, teammates that uh, tried to get that, that sport started in Parkston? Well, you know, I always thought we'd have been awesome because we had some really tall girls. We had Barb Thomas. Um, her younger sister was a very good basketball player. Uh, Teresa Heisinger, myself, uh, Mary Weiss. There were a lot of girls uh, that we, you know, good athletes. Carol Woodle was a, probably another one. So, like I said, we would have, we, we probably couldn't have done much, but we were tall. <laughs> well, we know Rob Locken was longtime uh, basketball coach down there at Parkston. Yeah, that was after our time a little bit, but uh -huh. but I know Rob very well. So it was this track and field that basically you, you were involved with. What did you do with track and field? I threw shot put, threw shot put and discus, and then I also ran long distance. <laughs> How long did you have to go? Was it the mile? Oh, I think it was a half mile, if I remember sure. correctly. <laughs> All I remember was uh, Jane Whip from Freeman, uh -huh. who was a phenomenal runner. She usually lapped all of us. So our, our goal was always to win second. 
You know, you got a double major at Dakota State uh, in Madison. Uh, it was music and physical education. Were you involved with uh, music a lot uh, in high school? Yes, I we sang in the choir, played in the band, and did all that. And uh, so that was kind of the biggest thing. Was mu- I did music more because there was more opportunities at, at that time and so forth. And I think I was probably one of the first uh, music PE majors in the state of South Dakota. Hmm. Hmm. Graduate of Dakota State, that would have been what, about 1979? I graduated 1980. 80, 1980. I did the five-year plan. <laughs> <laughs> you thought for a while that you wanted to be a teacher at one point in time. Yes, actually, to tell you the truth, I really wanted to be a doctor, but I was told back then I could only be a nurse because I was a girl. Things <laughs> changed a little bit since then. I, oh my. And so then I was told that you know most girls either become uh, secretaries, nurses, teachers or stay home and get married or stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I decided I thought I'd go into teaching. Was there uh, extracurricular uh, sports that you were involved with when you were in college? In college? No, not so much. I helped out with the, you know some of the programs and stuff, but I really didn't play any because like I said, I didn't have the exposure to them in high school. So I was a little gun shy to go out in college and try to play. Because, you know, when you don't have that experience, it's kind of hard to go against girls that have been playing through high school. So. Sure, sure. Was uh, Hanson your first teaching job? No, I actually taught two years in White Lake first, and then I went to Hanson for eight years. What did you teach at White Lake? White Lake, I did K through six, uh, K through 12 vocal music, and then I also, not by my choice, coached uh, head girls basketball. Oh. I helped with the track program. <laughs> oh, head girls basketball coach. Yes. That's what, that was one of those uh, situations where, you know, you should never hire a person that never played the sport. <laughs> what was that first but, practice like? It was tough. I, I All I know is when I, I, I tried to get out of it as much as I could, and they I said, well, they needed a coach. And so I called every one of my friends that I knew that played basketball and asked them to help me, you know, come up with plays and how to do things. It was a long two years, let's put it oh, that way. Oh, but it was a good experience. I learned a lot that I don't I don't know much about basketball. I know a lot more now. <laughs> but Was there success with White Lake girls basketball? No, <laughs> we won three games both years. Oh, but then and you so won- it was. I felt bad for the girls, and yeah. finally, I got. I, I decided I, you know, I needed to get out of that because it, it. I was not doing any justice to the girls and to the program, and and so that was part of my reason of leaving and and going to a different school. You went to Hanson, Hanson, yep. the Hanson School District, which was uh, in in Alexandria, right? Correct. Yeah, just east of Mitchell there. So uh, what did you teach when you got to Hanson? I did the K-12 vocal music. Oh, okay. And then I helped with the, like, the marching band. I helped with the color guard and stuff like that. And then as the years went on, volleyball was getting to be more and more popular, and that was when I decided I wanted to get involved with uh, try to get the volleyball program started. So how did that come about? What year was that? That was about in 87-88 school year, 1987-88. You know, as you know, Hanson was a really big basketball school town. Um, girls and boys both had very successful basketball programs, and I knew it was going to be an uphill battle because 
you know, everything was focused on basketball. So in 87, I started talking to the girls, trying to see if there was any interest, if I could get them involved to get the athletes I needed to be there. It took a lot of talking, you know, I had to work with the basketball coaches, both boys and girls, because, you know, we only had one gym. So how we're going to work out the practices, you know, how are we going to work that all out? You know, there was concern about, you know, if the girls play volleyball, they're going to get injured and then they won't be able to play basketball. You know, that was kind of that whole first year of 87, 88 was just trying to see if I could even get enough interest. And then in 88, 89 school year, uh, they did, the school did decide we would go ahead and start the program. And I decided to do things a little bit different because, again, none of these girls had ever played volleyball. They were very successful at basketball. And I thought if I start volleyball and they don't find success, they're not going to like it. They're not going to stick with it. So I kind of did things a little bit differently. I worked with Ruth Rain from the South Dakota High School Activities Association. And I told her what my plan was, instead of doing a, just going out and playing volleyball for a full season, what I wanted to do was we were going to do two months of just practice. And then at the third month, I would like to do like five scrimmages against schools. And Ruth tried to talk me out of that. And she said, do you really want to do that? And I said, yeah, I really do. Because I said, if these girls don't find success, I don't think we're going to make this, you know, this is not going to be a successful adventure because these girls are used to winning. And so that's what we ended up doing. You had never played volleyball. I have played. Yeah, I played volleyball. I played uh, recreational volleyball okay. for about 15 years. All right. So, I mean, it Prior wasn't like this. basketball where it was uh, maybe a little, I uh, didn't know exactly everything that goes along with the sport. Right. No, I felt pretty confident in my volleyball skills. I played for quite a few years, and we had a pretty good team always. And and I and then the, during that first season when we did that two months of practice, I uh, had some good re- working relationships with Dakota Wesleyan. So we had some of the Dakota Wesleyan girls come over and help work with the girls. You know, teach them some skills, do them some things. You know, I, I taught them what I was able to do and everything. And uh, I, like I said, it was kind of a different approach, but it was a very successful approach because at the end of that, after two months, we did the scrimmage, and I think we won all the scrimmages except one. <laughs> so then the girl said, well, we should have played all year. <laughs> now, remember, this but was said, uh, in the winter too, right? Yes, that was during the winter time. Yeah. When when did the, the full schedule come out? We played the whole season then in uh, 89 and 90. That's when we actually had our first full season. And that was actually my last year there. After that year, I decided to leave teaching and, and go and work in the, the business world. So, so, so I kind of regret that to this day because if we had stayed one more year, I really do think we would have made the state tournament because that year we got put into a new district, a uh, new region or whatever, and we'd have been, uh, they were all brand new schools. And nothing against the brand new schools, but I just think we would, I had some great athletes and Uh I think we really would have had a great chance of going to state, but I had decided to leave teaching and go into the business world. I think 1989, 90, I think you you had uh, Webster and Hurley were pretty good and Parker Marion were together. Yeah. Yep. And then we always ended up playing Tri-Valley and Regions and they were really good. They always got in the way. (laughs) <laughs> yep. <laughs> Who were some of the players uh, that uh, you enjoyed coaching uh, volleyball? Well, I had the Barcher girls. I had Bonnie and Nancy Barcher. They were both very, very good. Uh, Lisa Waldera was another one. Um, you know, you're really testing my memory here because that's a long time ago. <laughs> uh, 
Jenny Clausen was another one. I, I mean, I, like I said, the Barcher girls, I know, I, I guess I always gave Bonnie a lot of credit. Bonnie Barcher was only, I think, about five foot six, five foot seven. And I had a, oh, Polly Ike was another one. I had some really tall girls, but Bonnie could out jump. She had a vertical that was unbelievable, mm. and she was one of my best hitters at five, six, five, seven. So. A lot of other coaches at that time were just getting into coaching volleyball about that same time. The sanctioned uh, volleyball was probably, what, six six or seven years old at the time. Who were yep. some of those other coaches that you spent time talking to about the sport of volleyball? Well, to tell you the truth, not, not too many high school coaches. I talked to a lot of college coaches. I, I, you know, I talked to the Dakota State coach. I talked to the Wesleyan coach. Um, like I said, I didn't have much contact with a lot of the high school coaches at that time because it was pretty new, a new sport and I was kind of new to the high school scene. So Mm -hmm. I didn't, I guess I didn't really reach out to the high school ones. I I mentored more with the the college ones asking their advice. You left coaching and teaching in 1990. What was going on at that time? Well, uh, first of all, I had a little girl, a little, uh, little two-year-old at home, and uh, that was my 10th year of teaching, and it was kind of a financial decision at the big time because after 10 years, I wasn't even making $20,000 yet, and, <laughs> and so I just thought I needed to get into the business world where I could you know, make a little more money and support my family, and so it was a tough decision because I really, really enjoyed uh, teaching. I had uh, some wonderful kids all through the years that I taught and, and I've always enjoyed teaching, but at that time I just had to make a decision to, to move on to something else. Well, when did officiating come in? I mean, you started officiating volleyball. When did that time come? That came right after I left teaching. I, I really loved volleyball and I really missed it. And I really, there was just something about, you know, being around the kids and stuff like that. And I, and I love the sport. So uh, right after I got out of teaching, uh, I knew Lori and Dan Creer, and they got me kind of started. And we did at that time, college was in the fall and high school was in the winter. So I repped college with them and also high school. And then about three years after working with them, I, a friend of mine, Beth Conroy, who has now been work, officiating with me for 31 years, I talked her into officiating. And we, then at that time, we did some college and high school for a while and then when the seasons finally switched i don't know exactly what year that was 2000 then then we just went to high school volleyball uh-huh. officiating sure what was that first match like uh getting paid to do a officiated game what was what was that like and where was it you remember well the very first one was probably a, a college match at dakota westland and i have to say it was a little stressful <laughs> <laughs> You know, college coaches are a little bit more vocal than even high school coaches today, 34 years later. <laughs> but, I, you know, like I said, I had great mentors. Lori and Dan were very good teachers and stuff and, you know, taught me a lot about officiating. And, you know, it's a whole different ball game on the other side. You know, when you're the coach, you always think the official's wrong. And then when you're the official, you always think, well, that was a good call. You just don't agree with it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so... Well, this is what, your 35th, 36th year of officiating? 34th year. 34th year. You know, you officiated at a time when rally scoring wasn't around, and you had to serve and win the point. And I know for a fact there were some matches that would go a little bit long, wouldn't they, Sandy? Yes. My favorite story is, and I've told this many, many times, uh, this was 
probably back, you know, you had to serve the score. We were at, uh, Beth and I were refing a JV match. Uh, we were 22 minutes into the match, and the score was still 0-0. <laughs> and I called my partner over, and I said, okay, pretty soon if somebody doesn't score, we're going to put them on the 10-foot line and just have them throw the ball over the net. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that night we got out of the gym, it was like 11.30 by the time we got the JV and the varsity done. So rally scoring has been a blessing to volleyball. Well, Ruth Rain. Um, and South Dakota was a main part of that for the whole country, wasn't it? Rally scoring. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Ruth well, was a, a pioneer for a lot of the big changes. So. Well, the libero or libero, it, what that wasn't around either when you first started officiating. You know, what is that? No, done? matter of fact, back when I did, you had a serve to score. The serve could not hit the net. You, know, you could not have multiple contacts on the first contact. You know, there was no Libro. So it was a whole different, a lot slower paced game, I thought, yes. at that time. Yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah, it's fast today, isn't it? It's pretty yes. athletic. Some pretty athletic uh, people out there. Um, volleyball also was in the winter when you first started, before Correct. it switched in the fall of 2000. Was that a big adjustment uh, for you, uh, specifically with, with high school volleyball? No, I thought that was probably the best thing that ever happened. Uh, you know, first of all, we didn't have to drive in the winter time, but the fall sport it just seemed to it seemed to mesh better with the football schedule. You know, the basketball schedules worked together with the boys and girls, and volleyball just seemed to be a better fit to to go along with the football. And I think that's I think it really helped uh, increase the numbers in volleyball. I think we got more girls participating and everything. Um, I thought that was probably one of the best changes that happened to help promote the sport of volleyball. Do you still try to stay active with college volleyball at all? I, I just watch it. I don't officiate. I, I have no desire to officiate that mm-hmm. <laughs> anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's it's like I have to say, you know, when volleyball first started, the skill levels, you know, were pretty pretty low for the levels that we matched. You know, we officiated. But today, I mean, you go to B schools, A schools, double A schools, and, you know, you don't see that big difference between the classes like you used to. You know, double A was always so much better, and then A was better than B, but now there are some B schools that, you know, are just as competitive at double A than they are at at the B school level. So, I mean, volleyball has really, really improved. The athleticism of of the girls is amazing. I mean, we have volleys, and you know, like last night we did a match, you know, a volley where the ball goes back and forth across the net maybe 10, 15 times, and with great saves and great plays and, you know, and stuff, and it, it's really been exciting. Did you do any training yourself? What did you do to, to try to become a better volleyball official? Well, I, I went to a lot of volleyball matches, watched a lot of other officials, uh, talked to a lot of other officials, how they did things and so forth. National Federation of High School Volleyball had some classes you could take and videos you could watch. Uh, you know, we have jamborees and so forth, uh, you know, where you can go work and officials can evaluate you. And I know at one time, even we even had uh, the double A schools even did evaluations of the officials after every single match. Mm, did you like that? And so I, <laughs> I I like I did. I mean, they were they were very positive. It was never derogatory things. They were just saying things that they'd like to see you work on, or things that were you know they thought you did really well. So that getting that feedback was good. That lasted a couple of years was was all, but that was some very beneficial feedback and so forth. So 
over 30 years as an official. I know there's been a lot of exciting matches. Does any one or two stand out over the years that you were there on the stand taking care of that match and watching a pretty good one? Oh, there's been, there's been a lot of them. I mean, of course, I, I love the double A level. I love that level of play, the speed of the game and everything. But like I said, A schools, you know, the B schools, you know, you get the Warners, you get, you know, some of those other schools, you know, uh, Northwestern and stuff. I mean, there's, there's so many that have been so good. I can't think of one that stood out. You have officiated like some 26 or 27 state tournaments. Yes. What does it mean to you to be chosen to officiate a state volleyball tournament? To me, it is the biggest honor. I mean, it, it just, it makes you feel like what you're doing is you're doing it well. I think that there's respect from the coaches. I think there's respect from the fans. I know it's nice to walk into the gym and, and coaches will say, oh, I'm glad you guys are here tonight and stuff like that. It, it, to me, it's the biggest honor you could you know ever get is to be able to work, work a state match, a volleyball tournament. I know you've done the double A tournament. Have you done uh, the class A or B state tournament at all? Yeah, uh, I've done double A, I've done A, and I've done B. I've done all three classes. Uh, last year, I did the B for the first time in about ten years. That was really fun to go to, you know, to do that level again. Otherwise, I've done a lot of A, a lot of double A. So, like I said, to me anymore, there's not a lot of difference. I said with the new the the sixteen, the Sweet Sixteen, or not the the Sodak Sixteen, they call it now. That has really improved uh, the teams that are going to the state tournament. You're kind of getting the cream of the crop. And the last few years since they've implemented that, we've had phenomenal matches at the state tournament. You were the National Federal Officials Association Official of the Year in uh, 2005. What you yes. have to do? What'd you have to do to win that award, Sandy? That you just get nominated by your peers and then the FDVBOA, which is our officials board, which I am now the executive secretary for, for the last eight years, then uh, they vote and then you get voted in by your peers. So that, that's another great honor to know that you're respected by your fellow officials and uh, makes you feel pretty good. You've been with the uh, South Dakota Volleyball Officials Association. So what does the association do? Well, our biggest thing is, uh, you know, we oversee if there's any you know, issues that need to be dealt with. Uh, we do, uh, we meet twice a year. In the fall, we have our region meetings. So we discuss what topics are going to be covered in the region meetings. Uh, we also, uh, we started back in about 2000 or so. Uh, we do, every, about every five years, we do a statewide officials conference. Mm-hmm where we, instead of having the region meetings in the fall before the volleyball season, we do a great big meeting for the whole state in July. So we've done about four of those. Uh, we also discuss any issues. Um, another thing we've done is, you know, when I started officiating, we still wore the black and white stripes. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, in about 2011, I think it was, or somewhere in there, we went to the white shirts, and now we wear the blue shirts. So that's another thing that the board does. Biggest thing with rule changes, making sure everybody, you know, we get everybody uh, trained, what, you know, what the new rules are every year, what the changes are. So we just have a lot of, we have representatives from like, we have like seven districts or whatever it is. And we have representatives from each of those. Mm-hmm. And then they're the ones that do the jamborees. That's where we have experienced officials work with new officials. 
you know, we have a couple of teams come in and then we actually have them officiate and then we can help work with them, you know, what they need to work on. Here's what you got to do, you know, some training on, you know, some on-hand training. So. I know you've been involved with mentoring of officials. You know, how much work has that been? Uh, it's not really a lot of work, but we'll do, like I said, if we get, if we get a new official in our area, we'll say, Hey, you want to come along tonight to a match? We'll have you work the JV match. And what, basically what I'll do is, you know, if we'll have them be like the R2 and then we'll stand with them right beside on the floor and we'll just walk with them. Okay. Tell them where the positioning should be, what they should be watching for, what they should be looking for, how to use a lineup card, you know, how to make the calls, how to do a pre-match. So that's usually what we do. And then, like I said, if we do it as an R1, then you might stand by the stand there and they call the match. And then you just say, hey, you got to call this or you got to call that. Mm -hmm. So that's what we kind of do with mentoring is basically kind of an on-hand thing. We take them to a match or we'll just even have them sit with us and watch a match. And then we'll talk to them about what should be called, what shouldn't be called and stuff like that. Once you've done it, it uh, it's just repetition, right? <laughs> you think about it. <laughs> It's never the same. <laughs> it, it, it's one of those where you're you're watching the serve and you're you're looking for uh, illegal use of the hands, and then you're looking forward to your line judges to to make the call for you if it goes out. Right. <laughs> one thing with volleyball, there's a lot of judgment, you know, and that's one thing that's really progressed because I, you know, I remember thirty some years ago when I started refing. You know, when the setter goes to hit the ball, if there was even a little ticky-tack double hit, you know, we called all that. Uh -huh. You know, if there uh -huh. was any little mishandled, it got called. You know, now 30-some years later, we want to make it more fan-friendly, make it more competitive and so forth. So now, you know, those calls have loosened up a little bit. So that makes it a little bit harder to stay consistent. But the thing of it is it makes volleyball a lot more exciting because I think, you know, 30-some years ago, the referees kind of really dictated the flow of the game. And now the play is actually dictating because, you know, you know, now you can have a multiple hit on a first contact. You, you know, you don't have to worry about those little ticky tack, uh, you know, sets or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I, it's, it's made it more exciting. Uh, and the players are dictating the flow of the game. I know we're always looking for more officials and basically I guess folks have two choices. You can either be up there on the stand as the head official or uh, be a line judge. Uh, do you have folks who are mainly line judges and uh, don't necessarily get up on the stand uh, to be the head official? Yeah, a lot of the smaller schools, you know, we'll go, we'll get people that line judge consistently every game or every match. They're always line judging. You know, we kind of encourage them saying, hey, you should, you know, think about, you know, refereeing. And some will say, yeah, we thought about it and so forth. And but the other ones say, no, this is good enough for me. I don't want to, you know, get into that part of it. But we definitely need to continue to work to recruit officials because, you know, like I said, myself and some of my other people that I've been working with for these all these years, you know, we're getting to that age where, you know, probably four or five years down the road, some of us will be retiring and some are going to retire before that. So we need to get that younger crop involved, younger kids coming up. Well, but, I know we've um, got uh, we've got some great officials uh, in South Dakota, no doubt about it. No matter what level it is, they uh, they are awesome. Did uh, your uh, then you, you mentioned you you had a two year old daughter when you kind of got out of uh, teaching and coaching? Did she uh, eventually play volleyball? She played volleyball for Mitchell High School during yeah for four years, and her biggest her sport was more golf. But she did play volleyball, and then she. 
Uh, she went to school to become a pharmacist. I always thought you know, when she graduated, we could be officiating together. Oh, that'd be awesome. But, yeah, that I thought that would always be kind of cool. But we, her being a pharmacist, her hours just it would not uh, be conducive uh, to officiating. So, how much did you have to juggle uh, officiating or watching your daughter play? That was really tough. I, I matter of fact, I remember having a conversation with my daughter saying. Um, you know, I was a single parent, so I said that it was kind of like my, and that was a little extra income for us and everything. And I just basically said I would never miss, I know, she would also play basketball for Mitchell, so I went to every basketball game I could. But at volleyball season, it was a little bit tougher. I would try to get to the ones I could get to. And, but she said that was fine, Mom, don't worry about that. Because, you know, I said, well, you know, <laughs> it, I, I attended everything I possibly could. And yeah. if I could make adjustments, I had the two years when that, when she was a junior and senior, the junior years when Mitchell won the state double A, I did take, I did sit out that year. I did not ref the tournament. I went as a parent and I did the same thing the senior. I went as a parent. How was that? That was, that had to be awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. I, as a matter of fact, I even dressed up as the Colonel and we got to do a lot of the pep rallies and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, so those are memories that I'll cherish for the rest of my life. Oh yeah. That's awesome. What do you like best about officiating volleyball? The biggest thing I like is, is the people. I mean, like I said, to, I, you know, not only just the fellow officials, but you get to know coaches, you get to know the officials. But what I really that has meant the world to me is all the young kids that we have known. I mean, like I said, I'm now officiating grandchildren of people I officiated when they played, you know. And like I said, I, a lot of these kids I've gotten to know, I follow them in their sports when they went on to college. Uh, follow, you know, we're friends on Facebook and stuff. And it, it, it just kind of, it keeps you kind of young. You get involved with these kids and you see them succeed. And it's fun to follow their careers. You, you get to know them well. And I think that's probably the greatest thing about officiating is just, the, the relationships that you build and the, the people that you meet and it makes life complete, I guess, because you get to get to know so many people. You started the volleyball program at Hanson. You did it for a few years, but you've been officiating all these years. If you were a coach again, you think you'd be a lot better volleyball coach? Oh, definitely. I, I like I said, I, you know, officiating helped me even learn more about the sport than I thought. I, I, mean, I thought I knew a lot about the sport when I was a fi a coaching, but officiating, you learned a whole other aspect of the game. You know, I've had, you know, coaches that have gone into officiating too. And they said, wow, I didn't realize I was this much involved in that. You know, cause it's, <laughs> you, you look at it from two different angles, you know, so. <laughs> uh -huh. Could you be a basketball coach again? Never, <laughs> never, never, never. <laughs> oh, those White Lake days will uh, always haunt you a little bit, won't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. So what do you tell people today if they're interested in becoming a volleyball official? Well, I've actually been working on a couple of younger uh, girls here that play softball in the summer. And I, you know, try to, you know, it's, you know, especially I knew that they played volleyball and I said, Hey, you know, if you're ever interested in volleyball, you know, let me know and I'll take you along to matches. I'll get you started. I'll show you, you know, you know, how to get started and how to get things going because we need that younger generation to step up because uh, like I said, there's a quite a few of us officials that are, you know, 60 plus. <laughs> and uh, so, like I said, anything we can do, like taking them along to a match or, you know, help them get signed up or help them register, let them know how do you get involved? How do you get your uniform? Stuff like that. 
So if I, you know, we talk to a lot of young people that we know that played volleyball, uh, to see if they'd be interested. But, you know, life's a little faster paced now than it was 30 some years ago. So, you know, a lot of kids are involved in a lot of things. And but you love staying involved with the sport, don't you? You really, really love volleyball. I really do. I, like I said, I mean, last year uh, we went to the uh, college nationals in Omaha. That was a highlight of my life. We also went when it was in Minneapolis. I said, just, you know, from the high school level all the way up to the college level. And, you know, I watch professional volleyball, so I love the sport. In Play with Craig Maddock is made possible by Horton in Britain, where smiling at work happens all the time. Apply now at hortonww.com. If you like what you're hearing, please give us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. It helps us gain new listeners. This has been In Play with me, Craig Maddock. This is a production of South Dakota Public Broadcasting.